0: You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Interstate Batteries. Now, recently I had a conversation with one of my buddies. He's kind of a a truck nut, a car nut, and he told me that Interstate Batteries makes, from a technical standpoint, some of the best car batteries on the market, period, hands down. Not only that, but they have thousands of retail locations all over the United States, so stop in to a local retail store ask the guy who works there about their car batteries and hell you might as well put one in if they're the best in the business so interstatebatteries.com is their
1: website go there find out more information about the culture of the company the
0: batteries that these guys carry or just stop into a, a local retail store interstate batteries outrageously dependable Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Ohio Huntsman Podcast, and today is another one in preparation for deer season. So we thought it would be fun to basically the three of us come up with separate lists to if you were starting from scratch, getting into deer hunting, how much does it cost? How much does it cost to kill a deer, basically? If you had to get the gear and get geared up and we were allowed to go you know whichever way we thought would be best spend more money on things that that you know are important or just get everything on the cheap you know whatever we decided we wanted to do so that's what we did in this one it was a fun one we'll have the lists that we put together in the article for this so if you go to our website you'll be able to see the lists and and you know maybe some of the links to some of the products that we talk about with prices and whatnot who's to say that the prices are going to be the same as they are uh when we talked about them in this episode but you can at least see the items that we uh or some of the items that we listed before we get into that though i want to talk about our sponsor monster whitetail grub so monster whitetail grub deer feet great deer feet it's, it's uh, one of the only deer feeds that we've had like truly good success with. And we've tried a lot of them. And so that's why we love having them as a sponsor. The other great thing is they're starting to get their product in more and more retail locations. So you don't have to just order directly from Monster Whitetail Grub you can go to uh, the best way to find out which retail locations they're, that they're in is go to their Facebook page. So if you go to our, our website, Ohio sponsors, there's a link there to their, their Facebook page and you can see some of the, the retail locations that they're in. Most of them I think are in the Southwest region of the state, but good way it, it you know, That way you're not paying for shipping. You can just go into, you know, a local archery shop or something of that sort, buy the stuff and use it. So with that, let's get into our conversation on how much does it cost to kill a deer? Welcome to the Ohio Huntsman podcast, where three brothers, Jason, Jacob, and Jeff discuss all things hunting in Ohio. Our goal is to be your source for accurate and reliable hunting news and conservation issues in the great state of Ohio, as well as some fun and interesting conversations along the way. This is the Ohio Huntsman podcast.
1: Are you listening?
0: So, today's show is is, is a fun one. I I personally had fun doing the research for this one. So, you know, we're all thinking about hunting season this fall and we've been seeing some articles and and even some podcasts recently about is hunting a rich man's sport or a rich person's sport. Um, and I just like, it kind of made me a little bit, I don't know what you guys thought, feel about those kind of articles, but it makes me a little bit sad that like, you know, there's this image or persona that you need all this money and all this gear to go, to go hunting and so we thought you know it would be fun or interesting if you know basically to put a list together of the things that you need with prices associated with them and just figure out like how much does it actually cost to kill a deer if you basically had nothing you know to get started and then your next year or your second deer is just the price of ammo and another tag, you know? So this is, this is sort of your entry level getting started. And then of course we all like to upgrade our gear, you know, and think, Oh, this didn't quite work out or, Oh, this is kind of cheaper chintzy or, Oh, this jacket didn't keep me as warm as I thought or whatever. You know, everybody likes to, to tinker with their setup and, and get nicer, more comfortable, higher quality, whatever but this is, you know, we sort of approach this as what's it cost to get you in the door, get you started and, uh, get you a deer source. Some of your, you know, some of that high quality lean protein that's, uh, (laughs) running around in the, in the woods and fields out there. So how do you guys want to do this? Do we, I'm thinking maybe each of us run through our list individually and then, you know, we can kind of you know, we can all kind of chime in as uh, as we get down to items that we think we want to chime in on. Does that sound good?
2: Yeah, yeah I mean, because obviously some of these categories, some of these necessities, we're all going to have. Right. You know, we may disagree on some other necessities, you know, whether it's a necessity or not. But obviously some of them we're going to have, you know, all have.
0: Right. Okay. So who wants to start? Who wants to to take the leap and go first? Want me to go first? Do you get the one of you wants to go first?
2: I'll go first. All right. Talking about my necessities and then probably in, when we get to categories, you guys can chime in with what you found. Is that Sure. Fair is that a fair way to run this?
0: Yeah, you just run through your list and then okay. I'll run through my list or, or Jacob can do his and then I'll, you know.
2: So, uh, very first thing you're going to need, the most obvious thing is a gun. I mean, you could do archery equipment, but if you're looking to go cheap, guns are cheaper.
0: I went the same route.
2: Yeah. Um, the, the gun that I saw, you know, for, that would be good for a, uh, beginner, first time hunter. Um, you can get a, a, Mossberg Maverick 88, um, in almost any of their different uh, variations. You know, they sell different barrel lengths, um, some with rifled sights. Um, You may have to pay a little bit extra, an extra 20, 30 bucks to get the one with the rifle sights. Um, But you can get one of those for right now, um, 190 bucks um, off Academy Sports. And I would assume If you're, you know, that's if you're really looking for one, um, getting closer to deer season um, or hunting season in general, uh, you could probably find one on sale. Um, Yeah, one
0: thing we found in this is like the guns and ammo right now with all the like the panic buying and the pandemic and the, you know, like any guns and ammo price like availability is Kind of hit or miss well is really hit or miss, and a lot of prices, especially on like the used market, is really inflated. So it was a little bit hard in that regard, but continue.
2: Yeah. So if you got your gun, then you're gonna need uh ammo. Uh Academy Sports has Remington Slugger, ammunition, slugs, rifled slugs, five. Five pack boxes for five bucks right now. Um, that's another area that, during getting closer to deer season, you'll find those on sale and you know, for two two bucks cheaper a box, which can be a pretty big savings when you're buying multiple boxes. Uh, after clothing or after uh, guns, then you're going to need some clothes to wear to hunt um which this is the area where you you may already you know if you're completely new to hunting um you may already have some stuff you can wear though um so i only kind of did the necessities things that you probably would only have you know things that you wouldn't already have already um and that's uh like a hunting jacket, blaze orange hunting jacket. Walmart has uh mossy oak insulated parkas and blaze orange. You can get those for uh twenty seven dollars. You can I like to have my head, you know, the highest part of my body be blaze orange all the time when I'm hunting. Um just because if I'm coming up over a hill or something That's the first thing that people see. And it's also probably the part of your body you want to protect the most. You know, you catch a bullet or even a fragment of a bullet to the head and you're in big trouble. Um, So you can buy a Blaze Orange hat for five, six bucks. Um, Academy Sports has their basic... uh, they're basic hats, basic outdoor hat, blaze orange for $5.99. Uh, and then you're probably going to need hunting boots. You may already have some sort of insulated boot. And if you already have an insulated boot, that's fine to go with. Um, if you don't already have a boot you can wear, uh, insulated boots, there's plenty of them out there that you can get for 50 60 bucks. Um, buy a pair of uh, insulated socks, you know, warmer weather socks. You can get two packs of those for about five bucks. And then the only other thing I saw that you would absolutely need to kill a deer is after you kill it, you got to have some way to basically gut it and get it out of the woods. So I went with uh, a fixed blade knife. Um there's a lot out there, you know, Gerber. Um, there's a lot of different brands that you can go with. Um and a good fixed blade knife, you know, something that will easily do the job of gutting a deer, uh, can run you about thirty bucks. Um, you could you could go cheaper, but the product probably isn't gonna be great. Um I go with fixed blade knives uh, just because they're a lot easier to clean than a folding knife. Folding knife, when you're gutting a deer, you get blood and grime into the hinge, and it can be hard to get out, and then you have a nasty knife. So that's basically the entirety of my list.
0: So what's the total come to?
2: Oh, I actually didn't run that math.
0: All right, well... I'll run that math and then we can
2: compare at the end.
0: Yeah. All right. So Jake, you want to go next?
2: Sure. Um,
1: I mean, at the fear of being redundant, I'll kind of blaze through some of the stuff that I basically agree with Jeff on the non-negotiables. Um, I also went with a gun versus a bow cheaper. Um, I didn't, Identify a specific shotgun at a specific price, but I came in at basically the exact same price as Jeff I just said 200 bucks for a shotgun Um, Jeff already identified one specifically typically right around deer season um, You can go to any pawn shop gun store where they have trade-in used guns and get a effective shotgun for 200 bucks so you'll have some options there I mean it's not gonna be a Benelli or you know some top brand shotgun but you'll have something that'll throw a piece of you know throw a slug down at a deer Um, ammo I put 20 bucks in same thing basically with Jeff five bucks a box and I figured three to four boxes by the time you sight your new gun in be confident with where your bullets going and then have ammo for actually hunting. Um, I thought that was a pretty generous number, but I'd rather, at five bucks a box, I wasn't gonna chintz out on ammo. Um, A knife, I also agree with Jeff on that. I had put 20 bucks, you could get one. Jeff's probably more accurate with 30 if you want a little more quality, but you could, if you're really trying to pinch pennies, you could squeeze one out probably for 20 bucks pretty comfortably. just searching on Amazon or whatever, actually something I found is kind of effective. It's kind of two birds with one stone is some of these conservation groups. If you join membership for 30 bucks, depending on what they're running, 30 bucks, 35 bucks, they'll send you a whole butchering kit, they call it. And it's got three or four knives in it. I'm not going to say that they're the top of the line knife, but, it'll work (laughs) you know i don't know how well they hold an edge i've never honestly i've collected a few of them over the years just by contributing to these conservation groups whether that's rocky mountain elk foundation whether that's you know whitetails unlimited you can kind of pick your poison but anything that has to do with the ungulate basically a lot of times they run these specials to get people to contribute um Boots, again, like Jeff said, if you already have insulated boots from whatever your work or whether you're someone who enjoys the outdoors doing other things or for shoveling snow or whatever, then you don't need a special quote unquote hunting boot. Um, But if you don't, you could get a more than capable set of boots or, you know, a pair of boots for a hundred bucks. That's the price I put on that. You could probably get away cheaper than that. Um, let me see. Camo is what I put, but obviously, with if we're going with firearm, that's blaze orange for the top at least. Um, you don't necessarily need to be camo. I just when I was writing, that's more of my clothes is what I'm going with there. Um, I put a price point of a hundred bucks on that. I figure you could easily go to Goodwill and get a orange jacket and pair of insulated pants for well under 100 bucks but um, that's a comfortable number for me and then Jeff touched on um, a knife to you know kind of gut your deer or get your deer taken care of I added a couple other items that I guess they're not necessarily required but they're kind of required um a cooler <laughs> you need some way to keep your meat cold or you know if you're once you get the deer gutted um and out of the woods which I guess I added a drag rope too for that I put 5 bucks on that you can make your own drag rope it's nothing special just something to hook to the deer and hook to you to get get some leverage to drag the deer out of the woods Um, so then the cooler I put 50 bucks again I think that's a pretty comfortable number Um, I don't think you'll have any problem finding a cooler for 50 bucks that's big enough to fit you know four quarters of a deer and the back straps and tenderloin or whatever you want to save then the other thing I added I guess this is more of a comfort thing, but I put gloves or a muff, as I've talked previously on episodes. I'm a I prefer a hand muff, but I put twenty bucks on that. You can easily get a pair of gloves or a hand warmer, like muff thing. And if you don't know what I'm talking about when I say muff, it's like the thing that the football player, the quarterback wears, where you goes around your waist, put your hands in it, um, something to keep your hands warm. I guess that's not a requirement, but I don't go deer hunting without it. So to me, it's a requirement. (laughs)
2: Um,
1: and then the other thing I added on here was a gambrel. I put 20 bucks for a gambrel. That's just something to help you get your deer processed and cut up and into a cooler. Again, not required. You can MacGyver up different ways to do it. You can actually quarter a deer from on the ground. I mean, that's how they do it with elk and other big game, but again i wasn't pinching pennies so to speak you know what i mean it's not a huge expense i don't think that's a huge luxury to right
2: and that's something i <laughs> that's something i didn't think about was probably a lot of what people see as the expense of killing a deer is processing it which you can absolutely do yourself
0: yeah for sure right
2: you know, so because, yeah, you can you can definitely take your deer to a processor and get sent away with some pretty astronomical bills. You know, if you don't shop around for a processor or, you know, you're looking to get it all made in the jerky or smokies or something like that. So, right. it's good right. that you added that kind of stuff, like the processing stuff to your list, because kind of shows how cheaply you can get away with that part of it. Right.
1: So I think that's everything I had written down. All
0: yeah. right. So so I want to, because I'm curious what your totals came in. So if Jeff, did you get a chance to total yours up? And Jake, do you have your total?
2: Uh, my question, how many rounds of ammunition, so that mine and Jacob's are the same? You went with 20 Jacob, 20 20 rounds?
0: 15 uh yeah, on mine. I, I mean if like was, 15 was enough, but
2: Yeah, I just want to make it so that I'm somewhere in the same ballpark with you guys on that. So Jason, originally
1: you- I had said 15 for $20 cuz I had uh-huh. the number that I pulled up, I just went to the Finn Featherver website and right now you can get winchester deer season xp for six bucks a box so i did three boxes plus tax twenty dollars but you found ammo for five dollars a box and you can actually get it cheaper if you shop around right so that would give me four boxes but either way i did twenty dollars that's where i'm
2: at with that yeah so that puts me at uh 327 dollars
0: okay 327 jake what did you have your total
2: uh, mine. I'm just doing it real quick.
1: Essentially came in at 500 total. Okay. Two, three,
0: four. Yeah, 500. All right. I want to pause here for a moment and talk about our sponsor, Maston's Deer Sense. Mastin's is a deer scent company and they've got really good and interesting products and the prices are really good. So check them out. MastinsDeerSense.com check out their double scent stacker which is a way to uh, i like to say layer scents so instead of just having one scent out you can put one of their scented candles that's that's right they've got deer scented candles in this double scent stacker then you can put a liquid scent on top of it and you get two scents the scents are heated so it's just got a lot of good things going for it so check that out scent is a great way to get uh your your scrapes opened up and and freshened up you can use actual deer scent to get those things going keep the bucks coming to them get a good inventory of what's in the area so check them out like i said mastinsdeersents.com or ohiohuntsman.com sponsors and get all the information for our sponsors there now back into our conversation so we're all in the same ballpark i'm I'll give you my total. I am right now I'm like 450 and that includes processing. Uh and well well, let me just go through my list. There's some things in here that maybe you could take. Like I was really trying to get under 400, but I don't know. Maybe maybe not. So, I found a Savage Stevens 12 gauge at Rural King for 199. So I also went the shotgun route and the thing I like about that, cause you can go, I mean, you can find some of these, uh, single shots, you know, for even, even cheaper than that. I thought it was interesting that we all chose a shotgun versus one of the straight walled cartridges. Maybe that was just a price point thing, but I, I intentionally chose a shotgun because you can then use that for other things. I intentionally chose a smoothbore shotgun, as a matter of fact. Um, the one thing I didn't think about, though, so I've just got a rough number in here, is the one I chose is the smoothbore with a bead, which, you know, if you're good, close range, you can shoot a deer with a, a vent rib bead sight. But to, to add, rifle, you know, the clamp-on sights that clamp onto the vent rib, what do you guys like 30 bucks for a set of those? Does that seem fair?
2: Yeah, yeah. I would say that's cool. Yeah.
0: cool. Okay. So and I've I would say if you
2: shop around, you could probably find them for less.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we'll just call it 30 bucks. That was one of the things where it was like, ah hmm. you probably should have some some rifle sights on a on a vent rib shotgun, you know, but so let's say that adds another thirty bucks. So I same thing. Finn feather and fur found the federal power shock, you know, just plain rifled slugs for $4.99 a box, three boxes. So 15 bucks there. Here's another, so jacket. I, I originally found a camo insulated jacket, no name brand on Facebook marketplace for $8. Then I was like, well, you know, we tout having like a full orange jacket for safety instead of one of those little, you know, postage stamp, orange vests. It's like, I better find a, an orange jacket so i also found the mossy oak blaze orange parka at walmart for 26.93 27 bucks um i found real tree insulated pants on facebook marketplace for 10 bucks i've got uh royal king has polar extreme thermal base layer top and bottom set for 10 bucks so i got your base layer, mid layers you know if you're hunting early maybe you don't need them Or you've got stuff like I'm, me personally, I'm not as concerned or critical about my, my mid layers. I want my base layers to be no cotton, but a mid layer, you know, put a long sleeve cotton shirt on or a hoodie, you know, you've got something that you can use as a mid layer. So I've got base layer and outer layer covered. You've got, you know, everybody's got something they can wear as a mid layer. So uh, where am I on my list? Okay, so socks. Um, let's see. Walmart, Real Tree, Merino, heavyweight crew socks. I gave you two pairs. They're two fifty a pair. So five bucks for socks. Boots. Um, Cabela's has the Wolverine two hundred gram insulated waterproof hunting boots on clearance for fifty four seventy seven. I got a blaze orange beanie at Walmart for five bucks knife. I found you guys went, you guys went more expensive on a knife. I found a, a Camillus titanium gut hook knife at Walmart for seven twenty eight. I, you know, I have a pair of, wow, Camillus, that's a good price. Yeah, yeah. I have a pair of Camillus game shears that, you know, seem to work well. I, I can't, I don't own any other Camillus knives, so I, I can't speak to the quality of it, but so you know, seven forty was called ten bucks for a, a knife, and then Duma Meats has their their standard flat rate. Drop a whole deer off. The rate uh, rate. I'm going to read it right from their website. Rate includes your deer skinned, cut, ground, vacuum packed, and frozen. Sixty nine bucks. So the one thing I didn't after Jacob went through his list, I don't have gloves or something but uh, you know i'm gonna say you're you're hunting early season and maybe you don't need gloves or you've got a pair of gloves that you can use something that you can put on your hands keep you know keep your hands in your pockets with a a pair of gloves that are are thin enough to feel the trigger but but warm enough i don't know i i sort of uh i I forgot about gloves but then i was like well Everybody's got a pair of gloves, you, you know, something you can put on your hands. So I, I left gloves out. So those yeah. things totaled up, come to four forty eight thirty seven. At if you add your deer tag and license in, that's another fifty dollars and twenty cents. So four ninety eight fifty seven. So under five hundred dollars for ev- Well, actually, that price includes my $8 camo insulated jacket and my $26. So if you take, you know, you could take eight bucks out of that if you're not going to buy that insulated, that camo jacket. But so I guess if you include tags and license, you're you're nowhere near the $400 price range. But none of our totals, uh, none of the totals you guys listed off included the tag and license price, right? Right. Right. So right. if you take that sort of like fixed cost that everybody has that, I'm at four fifty like I said that you know there may if i if I really worked at this, I may be able to get it under four hundred or right at that that four hundred dollar mark because like I said, I got thirty dollars in in clamp on sites and and like Jeff said, you right. know if you looked for that, you know, call it fifteen bucks or something um. As you get closer to deer season, you may find a blaze orange jacket on Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist. The other – what I was hoping to find is sometimes you'll find these like a guy selling a a whole kit of – hunting gear, you know, jacket, pants, bibs, whatever, gloves, you know, and I was hoping to find one of those, you know, like 50 bucks and it's, and you got it all sort of thing.
1: Yeah. As long as you're the same size.
0: (laughs) Right. 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 I mean, some of this, right. If you're trying to do it cheap, it's going to take a little legwork to find the sizes and and whatnot. But so that's where I ended up. I, I, Oh, I skipped, I skipped. I do have a, uh, a deer drag an hme deer drag for 741 from Walmart. I figured a new hunter, you know, getting into it, doing their own processing was, you know, probably a little daunting, so that's why I went with the the processing fee, but like you guys mentioned, you deviate from any of like the standard cut and things start to add up quickly. So,
2: right. Right. You just got to understand what you're getting. I mean, if you go to the store and try to buy beef Smokies, you know, you got to look at that price and realize, oh, well, I'm asking for the same process with a deer. So even if I am providing the meat, you know, getting 50 pounds of Smokies is is still going to be a lot of money.
0: Right. Yeah. So. I, th- I think that pretty well prove. I mean, yes, $500 is a lot of money, but what's a half a right, bean but, cost? You know, like, I'm, now granted, a half well, a bean yeah. is a lot more meat than a, a lot, deer. Right. But but
1: the other thing, like like you said, 500 bucks is a lot of money, but divide it out. You know how they do on to get you to, you know, it's the common way to get you to realize things aren't that much money. You know, five hundred bucks divided by three hundred and sixty five days a year, it's 37 a dollar thirty seven. Right. Day. Right. What what do you spend a dollar thirty seven on every day that you could just cut out? You know what I mean? So yes, to drop a five hundred dollar bill at the drop of a hat with no preparation, not, not cheap. Five hundred right. bucks is five hundred bucks. But if this is something you want to get into and you start saving for it, I mean
0: right. or Two like you said, you get
1: it down to Right. You get it down to $400. If you really want to do your work, now you're talking almost, it's almost down to a dollar a day. Right. You know, you spend a dollar right. a day on something I'm sure that you could do, go without.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, and also all of these, you know, these expenses, once you buy them this year, I mean, yeah, you got You're going to need to buy the tag and the license again. And obviously you're going to pay processing for every deer that you harvest but everything else then you have right you know right and if if right. you get into it decides you don't like it you can I mean the biggest expense is the gun the gun and you can sell the gun you know and get uh, guns are not a terrible investment I mean you can get most of your money back when you sell a gun as long as you didn't get Ripped off buying it in the first place. You know, if you take care of it.
0: Right. Yeah. That's, a, I mean, that's a good point. And a lot of this stuff, I mean, like you're probably not going to wear a blaze orange jacket other than to hunt, but, you know, a lot of this stuff, you know, maybe you're not going to use um a, a, a hunting knife with a gut hook all that often, but there's other things you could use for use that knife for right i mean a lot of the insulated boots warm socks thermal base layers right like all of this stuff not all of it but a vast majority of this is not just it doesn't have to be i only use this for hunting you know you you like you said if you decide yeah i tried it I, i'm i don't like it it this all isn't sunk cost it can be used for other stuff and get your, get your use out of it, get your money out of it and go on your way. I think, uh, you know, I think that's a good point, Jake, that you made that like, you know, talking a dollar, dollar 52 dollars a day to, to get into this. And then after that, you know, you got $50 in tags and license and you know what? Another, another box of, another $5 box of shells A season, or you know, I don't know, maybe two, so you can shoot a couple rounds, make sure you're still where you where you think you're going. I didn't include any um, target practice, you know, sighting in uh, expense. I mean, obviously, other than the extra ammo, because you know, there's public ranges, and you don't, you know, take a piece of paper and put a piece of tape on it, or take a paper plate and you know like that doesn't have to be there's no expense there you know
1: right no i mean even us you know we've been hunting for years and years and we still i mean i can't tell you the last time i bought a target to shoot a gun at i mean it's always a piece of paper a cardboard box right whatever an old scratched up pan you know i mean there's all kinds of stuff that instead of throwing it away it's like i'm gonna throw that in a box and take that down to the cabin we'll shoot it
2: (laughs) right right you know it's just yeah if you buy the shoot and see targets off amazon you can typically get you know a giant pack you know like a bulk pack of them for six seven eight bucks
0: yeah so that is like it's like nothing right pizza box lid you know that those make uh those make great targets right yeah
2: cool. Yeah.
0: good size nope, jugs
2: are really good reactionary targets <laughs> there Fill there a you go. Jug with water yeah you'll you'll definitely know if you hit it or not
0: yeah yeah so all right I th- like i said i thought this was a kind of a fun exercise to run through you know how, yeah. how cheap can you do it what what do you actually need if you, you know, if you, if you pare it down to the bare minimum, what do you yeah. need? Forget all the fancy brand names. Just, you know.
2: Yeah. I want to get into one more thing here. And it just, it's more out of curiosity what your guys' thought patterns were. Um, we all went the shotgun route. And sort of what was your guys' thought pattern on that over a single shot uh, straight walled cartridge gun well like this-
0: I yeah I kind of touched on like I, I thought it was uh, one I think they're cheaper you can find a, a shotgun cheaper and I like the idea of getting other use out of the gun you know you can then go hunt squirrels or hunt turkeys or you know If deer aren't your thing, that doesn't mean you're, you just bought a gun that you're not going to use. You've got a gun that you can use for dove hunting, squirrel hunting, rabbit hunting, you know, versus a straight walled is basically a deer gun.
1: Yeah. And I mean, my thought, I guess, originally was just cost. I could get a 12 gauge shotgun, cheaper, cheaper more easily than a single shot straight walled but um even if you come back and say oh nope i can get this straight walled single shot um the next thing that comes to my mind is the fact that it's single shot um this is a new deer hunter so i mean hopefully you spend a lot of time practicing and shoot what you're aiming at but it's always nice to have a second shot um Versus, a, not that you can't reload a single shot, you can, but it's a lot quicker to, you know, if you do have a marginal shot and the deer is in the process of starting to get away, you can follow up much easier with a pump shotgun.
2: Right, yeah, and that's basically where things kind of came in with me was because I, I looked at both options and prices were relatively Similar, um, a a single shot with some sort of sights on it, because you know the cheapest way to get out, you know, buying one is a you know buy the single shot and it's got the scope mounts but no scope. If you have to go buy the scope, then it's you right. know that's at least even if you're buying the cheapest of the cheap scope, you know another fifty bucks. Does so you get a single shot? With uh, some sort of sights on it, whether it's a scope or just rifle sights, um, plus the the cost of the ammunition, um, things came out to be about the same um, price-wise. And with the shotgun, you had a follow-up shot. Um, you know, even with ammunition, factored in prices came out to be about the same and with shotgun you had the the option of the follow-up shot
0: so that includes that includes an optic the prices came out to be the same or
2: yeah roughly when you're factoring in yeah buy a single shot with a scope or with a right with rifle sights the prices were relatively maybe a little bit more for the single shot, um, but people so what? Do argue, you have examples?
0: What like what did you find? Because I w- I wasn't finding anything in like the ballpark of well you know, comparable I, prices.
2: I guess my I bought my uh, I have a a CVA single shot forty four Magnum. Um, I bought it used for two hundred dollars. Um, and it has a a cheap scope on it. I can't remember what the brand name is, but it's a cheap, it's like Simmons or Tasco scope on it. Um, I bought it for $200. Um, I think you can get those new around deer season, um, for 250 bucks. So And then, you gotta buy, uh, you should buy a little higher-end ammo if you're going to be hunting with a forty four mag. Um, you know, buy actual rifle ammunition um, over handgun ammunition just to, you know, because a forty four mag is a it's a pretty small bullet, you know, bullet diameter. And it's not overly powerful. I mean, it's... Very different compared to shooting a deer with a slug. Sure. Um, Also, that was another thing I kind of factored in was I didn't want to go the 44 mag route because if it's a new hunter, you want extra margin for air, um, which slugs and 4570s and 450 Bushmasters, you know, allow you to have. You know that additional margin for air, you can kind of make a a marginal shot and still find your animal. Where with forty four magnum, I mean, not as much.
0: Definitely, yeah.
2: So that was kind of my thought process there. And then also just for fun, uh, I looked like what was the cheapest brand new gun I could get um and that was uh the Hatfield Break Open I think that's the the name brand is Break Open um and it's a single shot break o- break action shotgun um and I've actually seen one of these in in real life uh someone was buying them from Walmart uh Walmart has them all the time uh for 99.99 um you can sometimes get them on sale for
0: eighty nine ninety nine, so a nice. <laughs> hundred
2: bucks. And it was actually I saw someone who was buying one of these uh, at Walmart, and they were going to use it as like a survival gun, backpacking gun. Oh, okay. And it it actually was pretty cool because the thing almost breaks completely in half. You know. Oh. It, It almost, the top touches the the stock, almost. You know, you only have a couple of inches between them. So you could easily fit it in a backpack, you know. Throw it in a backpack and pack your clothes around it. You know, you just maybe have a bit of the barrel sticking out of your backpack. So, but yeah, if you really wanted to go cheap, you know, you had a friend who said, you know, I got everything else you need. All you got to do is buy a, a gun and ammo. You know, you could get away for as little as a hundred bucks plus, plus shells.
0: Or that'd be a way to get me under my $400 target.
2: Right. Right.
0: Another thing I was thinking while, you know, while you were talking is, you know, I initially said like a, a, you know, a new hunters probably going to be a little overwhelmed by, processing but you could do what we do uh, sometimes if if we're just looking for ground you know you just kind of hack the meat off the bones get it in a cooler and take it to a processor that will grind and wrap you know and we've found uh, you know processors that'll do grind and wrap for 60 cents a pound so i mean this this full skin cut grind vacuum pack was 69 i mean we, we you know we easily get in prices half that for for processing right you could keep some of the you know like sort of the easier cuts to get off like that tip roast you know that comes off like the the front of the hind quarter the, that that thing comes off pretty easy you know you could easily find a video online that shows you how to take that off and and figure that out as a as a newbie
1: Right, and your back straps, I mean.
0: Yeah, for sure. Those
1: are easy to pull off.
0: Right, so you could keep some of those easy cuts. And, you know, with uh, us, you know, at the cabin, we don't have internet, cell service, anything, you know, so you're kind of doing it, you you just have to know or you got to have somebody there with you. But if you can sit there and, like, reference a video and then go back to the deer and reference a video and go, you know, like back and forth. Like, I don't think it's out of the realm. I've heard of people doing that, right? Like I just watched a video over and over and, and did it myself, right? You just, you know, so you could, like you guys said, you know, you could really get that processing fee gone if you, you know, that's another way to kind of really shrink this, this budget down, you know, take another 70 bucks out of it.
1: Right. And the way, I mean, the other way that i thought about it too, is, um, when I decided to kind of at least quarter it out versus just take a whole deer is it takes the vehicle out of the question. Mm, you
0: know, good you don't point. have to
1: have a, you don't have to have a vehicle that can haul a whole deer. Yeah. Some people already do. Some people have trucks, SUVs, whatever you could throw a deer in the back of, but you know, if you got a cooler and you can quarter it up, you can use your
2: yeah.
1: whatever Toyota Prius. And...
2: <laughs> well, I mean, some some people have Toyota Yaris that they that you can just throw a deer on the top of. Just throw it right on top.
0: Are you speaking from experience?
2: No, but. Uh... <laughs>
0: I mean, we yeah, know a guy uh, that had a little right. hatchback that would he'd yeah. wrap a deer in a tarp and slide Instead it of the up passenger seat, didn't he, or something? Basically, up you know through the back and like you know he's basically using the deer as an armrest to get it home.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think I I think Dad put a deer on the top of his Festiva one time. I think I remember that as a kid. That I might have a deer I, on the top of that.
1: I might vaguely remember that too. Yeah. I mean,
0: I wouldn't be opposed to wrapping a deer in a tarp and, you know, putting it in the trunk, legs sticking out the back, you know,
1: (laughs) I usually see it every year on the way home from deer camp at least one of them.
0: Got it. Make sure it's cooled off first. You don't want to wrap a warm deer in a tarp, but yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to doing that. So, uh, anything else on this? I've want to do a quick update on some things that we've talked about in the, in past episodes, but I want to make sure we're wrapped up on our, how much does it cost to kill a deer?
1: No, I don't have anything necessarily to add or update. I just think it's important to kind of drive the point home, no matter how you slice it. I mean, it's not out of reach and it's not unaffordable. Right. Uh, you know, whitetail hunting in Ohio is not a rich man's game. Yes, the more money you spend, the better gear you can get, you know, comforts. But you can go shoot a deer, process it, get it in your freezer, and feed your family, you know, easily, comfortably for under five hundred bucks. Yeah, that's without even really trying to be cheap, you know, trying to save money.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And we we may need to do a follow up on this one sometime because I'm getting into waterfowl hunting and it'll be how much did I spend to get there into waterfowl hunting. Yeah. Cause it's it it it's a pretty expensive uh hunting to get into. Especially I mean I I've hunted basically every other legal game species in the state. And uh, you know, so I think I have a lot of hunting stuff already, but there's a lot of new things you need. So we'll, we'll have to do that sometime.
0: Yeah. I think that would be a good one. So, um, I think that wraps this up. I had, a, as you were talking, Jake, I had another thought pop into my head and, uh, it was there and gone. So if it comes back to me, I will. Oh, Oh, I, it just came back. um, Another way you could, I mean, it isn't necessarily cheaper, but if you didn't want to say drop 500 bucks to get into deer, go, you know, like stretch it out over a couple seasons, but you can hunt if you start with small game, right? You need a shotgun and, uh, you know, you can pretty much wear anything really. I mean, go sit down and be still in the woods and shoot squirrels or shoot rabbits or, you know, I mean, and so now you're hunting, you're, you're learning some of that woodsmanship, you're spending time in the woods. And then each year, you know, maybe buy another piece or another item and work up to deer hunting. That would be another way to get into it. You know, probably same price overall. That also allows you to kind of learn like well, how much clothes do I need to wear, or how warm is warm? You know, like you can kind of learn some of that stuff versus just spending money, and you know, hopefully you're you're on your way. But uh, it was another idea I had, you know, as a way to kind of offset the cost, maybe over a couple a couple seasons. But instead of just waiting to go hunting, yeah, so,
1: and. I would say probably kind of piggybacking on that. If you don't have a mentor or someone that's kind of showing you the ropes, it probably would be beneficial to start a little smaller than a white-tailed deer. Um, Yeah. You know, it's, there's a lot, just like you said, little stuff, woodsmanship, where the animals live where they don't live. You know, we've kind of talked about some of that in previous episodes in relation to deer and where to find them and how to hunt them. And, but just being in the woods is the best place to learn all that. So right. if you kind of do it over time, you're squirrel hunting, you know, it's not uncommon to be sitting there waiting on squirrels to come out of their hole. And if you're lucky, you know, you, a deer will walk up or you'll see a deer <laughs> you know if you're creeping through the woods slow learning how to walk through the woods quietly that's all stuff that you can't learn from a textbook really
0: <laughs> yeah or finding deer trails or deer, you know just learning to recognize deer sign and that sort of thing so um a quick update i wanted to update everybody on my deer skull maceration project so i've got this skull cleaned I've got it bleached. It's it's cleaner than any skull I've ever cleaned before. It's nice and white. My only complaint and I don't I don't know if this is because I didn't do it right or not, but it's still it's still in my garage because it still stinks. It's like I don't know if the bone soaked up just some of that like during the rotting process if like the bone just absorbs that funk. Or if like way up in the nasal cavities, there's still some meat or, or something that I can't see. But I mean, looking from the outside, there's not a speck of flesh left on this thing. But if you put your nose up to it, it's still like, Oh, you know, I mean, it's not like it. I don't walk in my garage and go, Oh my gosh, there's something rotting in here. But if you put your nose up to it, it's like, ugh, this thing still has a funk. I don't know that I want to bring this thing inside yet. So I'm hoping that if I just let it, I mean, it's hot right now. So if it's going to stink, it's it's going to stink this time of year, right? Everything's hot, humid. So that's my only complaint as of, as of yet. Now I've got a, I had a, a possum skull that I had buried and dug it up and it was, It was pretty clean, and then I soaked it in a bucket of water for a week or something, bleached it. That skull has no smell whatsoever. So maybe I just needed to let the deer skull soak longer. You know, I don't know. I'm I'm still uh, a rookie at this. I'm a newbie. But that's sort of my review. It gets it squeaky clean. Like that possum skull, like that bone, like when you handle it, it is like squeaky clean but the deer skull still kind of stinks. It doesn't. The other thing you got to watch is, um, as I've looked into this is, you know, there's just like fat and oils and stuff that, it, that are, you know, that's in like the tissue on the head and just like in the bone and stuff. And like, as that stuff comes out, cause you're you basically got this skull submerged. It can like, harden on the antlers it's called corpse wax or there's another like name for it but you know from what I've seen people kind of refer to it as corpse wax and it's just like that those fatty tissue deposits and it can be kind of hard to get off the the antlers so what I've from what I've seen is as soon as you take it out of the water take a toothbrush and like scrub that water line you know it's kind of like you get like calcium deposits on your pool or something, you know, where the water, where the water or your tub or anything like that, you know, like it kind of looks like that, but it's, it's like fatty kind of waxy, you know, and leaves these white specks or this white, like water line. If you take a toothbrush though, and scrub on that, as soon as you pull it out of the water while things are still like wet and warm, because you've been, you know, soaking it in warm water, basically in a hot place cuts down. Like I was able, I had stuff on there that I couldn't really just like scrape off with my fingernail, but then in doing that and in, in soaking it in dish soap water, I was able, that stuff came off. So just another, some, if you're going to try it, something to think about or figure out, I guess, you know, keep in mind. Um, but I guess that's all I, I've taken some pictures along. I haven't posted any of them yet, but I've taken some pictures along the way And, uh, I'll probably post or maybe write an article or something about it, but just wanted to update everybody on that because, uh, thought you might be interested. Another thing I want to mention is we've, we've got some feedback on our, the episode we did on how to hunt or hunting Woodbury wildlife area. So if you didn't listen to that episode, we did an episode, it's sort of an interactive map episode where uh, Jacob wasn't available to be on that one, but Jeff and I sort of broke down a section of Woodbury wildlife area and, you know, looked at like features that, that like through digital scouting that we would want to get boots on the ground observations. There's probably a good, you know, travel corridor there, like how we would do the digital scouting and how we would go about breaking down that section. And we got some feedback saying, you know, it, it was I wanted to follow along on Onyx or, you know, whatever your hunting app is, but I couldn't really find where you were talking about. And and we we went back and forth on on this. You know, do we give the exact coordinates or do we just kind of leave it vague and, and give screenshots of the features that we were talking about in the article or in the social media posts? And, you know, maybe we'll do it different in the future, but we, you know, Jeff and I sort of intentionally didn't give the exact location for fear of messing the spot up for people that hunt there currently. You know, if we give exact coordinates and, hey, this would be a really good spot you know, we feared sort of ruining it for people that, that already hunt there. We didn't go out of our way to, to hide the area. I mean, with a, with a little bit of legwork, a little bit of, uh, um, you know, I don't know, looking at the screenshots and, you know, cause I didn't go out of my way to, to like hide labels on the, on those images. You can find it, but we also didn't make it blatantly obvious where we were talking. You know, we were hoping that people could just follow along with the screenshots and kind of, okay, that's the feature that they're talking about and, and this is why they like that spot. So, I don't know, just kind of wanted to mention that as, as you know, because we, we got feedback on that. We got feedback that you guys liked that episode, but that was the reason that we didn't give like the exact, this is the latitude longitude that we're talking about is we didn't want to mess it up let, uh, I'll say so maybe in the future we'll you know we'll do something different and give you exact coordinates so you can follow along but in this case we chose not to and that's that's why so anything else you guys have updates on before we shut it off
2: I don't think so not this week
0: Okay yeah, well hope have anything Hopefully, everybody's staying cool. It's uh, we're recording on the the July 19th, and it's been we've had quite the the heat wave here, so hopefully, everybody's staying cool and enjoying their summer. And I think with that, we'll shut it off. All right, so that's it for this week. Hopefully, you guys found this one enjoying entertaining. Uh, like I said, this was kind of a fun one, a fun one to. To look into, right? You know, we all uh, you know, that are already hunters, have the gear and are just adding or or tweaking gear as we go but, you know, it was kind of fun to pretend we were starting from scratch, right? So maybe you have a friend, this would be a good list to send them to, or, or a good episode to refer them to because they are starting from scratch. So, And I think it's good. I think it's important, too, because, you know, as we as we talked about in there, you know, they're starting to to get this image or this persona that that hunting, you've got to have a lot of money to go hunting. And, you know, while the nice, fancy gear is great and there's nothing wrong with having nice, fancy gear, you don't need it, right? Like, you know, we all started somewhere and getting back to the basics there's nothing wrong with that so hopefully we capture that in this episode and hopefully you all enjoyed it if you would share this one if you know if if you can think of somebody that uh, would find this content helpful subscribe to the podcast that way you're automatically notified of new episodes and check out our website ohiohuntsman.com we've got articles on there we've got merch available on there so check that out and we will talk to you all next week thanks for listening